Hi everyone, I'm Ben Tapper and this is Invisible Truths. This is a podcast for anyone who carries burdens that feel too heavy to bear, questions too vulnerable to openly discuss, or pain that you're certain no one else will understand. Even more than that though, this is a space to acknowledge and explore the invisible truths within each of us. If you're still interested, let's get started. Do you ever have days where you just feel off for no good reason? Or maybe you find yourself feeling a type of way, but you can't pinpoint exactly what's triggering these emotions? Or maybe you keep doing things that you know you don't want to do or shouldn't do, and you can't help but wonder, what is wrong with me? Well, if that sounds familiar to any of you, know you're not alone. This is episode two of the Invisible Truths podcast, Radical Self-Awareness. So I like to think of myself as a pretty self-aware person. I spend a lot of time being introspective and trying to understand who I am and why I am, if you know what I mean. And so you can imagine my surprise when a counselor asked me a question that I had no answer for one day. I was sitting in my college counselor's office talking about an argument I'd had with my girlfriend. And I don't remember what the argument was anymore. I just remember feeling pretty upset about it. I was describing the situation to her in detail when she stopped me and asked me a question. What were you feeling, Ben? I kid you not when I tell you my mind literally went blank. I replayed the scenario again, walking through everything that had happened and tried desperately to figure out what emotions might have been registering. But I could come up with nothing. Nil, nada, zero, zilch. You get the picture. I couldn't tell her what I was feeling. If you had been in the room with us that day, you would have thought she'd asked me what the square root of 17 was. I looked at her blankly as I relived the moments in my mind and realized that for the life of me, I had no clue what I was feeling. This is the day that my journey into radical self-awareness began. And this actually brings me to the first principle of radical self-awareness. It always begins in blindness. We need to get to the end of our knowledge or the boundaries of our current awareness before we can do the work of being radical. Because quite frankly, the things we understand aren't the things we spend time investigating. We just take them for granted and move on with our lives. We have to literally hit a wall that we cannot see past before we're willing to do the work of being radically self-aware. Right now you're probably thinking, okay, cool, but you actually haven't defined radical self-awareness. And you're right, so let me back up and tell you what I mean when I say this phrase. For me, radical self-awareness is the process of discovering your unique self, which includes your defining values, your core beliefs, and your innate characteristics. It allows you to see yourself as you are without pretense or expectation. Put another way, radical self-awareness is connecting to your most authentic self. It's being aware of who you are, who you've been, and who you're becoming. It's embracing your past as it is, not as you wish it would be. It's accepting your future in all its unknown potential without needing all of the answers right now. It's becoming comfortable in your own skin because it's the only skin you've got. And in doing so, you can better receive others in the skin they show up with as well. To be radically self-aware is to be open to loving self-criticism, intentional self-evaluation, and total self-acceptance. If 
all that still doesn't make sense, that is completely okay. I'm going to be talking about radical self-awareness in virtually every episode of this podcast. I speak about it at workshops. It's kind of my jam. So if you don't fully understand everything I'm talking about right now, don't worry. I'm going to give plenty of other examples to help fill in the blanks later. Okay, so I've already introduced the first principle of radical self-awareness. And as a reminder, that is that radical self-awareness begins in blindness. Principle number two is that radical self-awareness is not a one-person journey. Because quite frankly, you need someone else to help you see yourself as you truly are. You need them to reach where you can't scratch and to scratch where you can't reach. I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I was sitting in my pastor's office one day talking about a particular person that drove me crazy. As I'm in the middle of the story, my pastor looks at me and says, you know why they bother you so much, right? I thought to myself, I mean, yeah, I just got done telling you. But I said, no, go on. My pastor continued, they bother you because in a way they're just like you. You're both control freaks. I can't tell you how badly I wanted to be offended, but I couldn't because deep down I knew they probably weren't wrong. And it just intuitively makes sense that sometimes the most irritating things about other people are the things that we don't notice or we don't like about ourselves. And in this instance, she was right. As I started to look at my life, I could see the times and places where I worked hard to exert control. And where I didn't have it, I did not like it. In fact, I even acted out at times. Now, let me give a little aside here in defense of control freaks. I think one of the reasons I myself am a control freak is because of all the trauma I went through when I was younger. I learned that trying to maintain control was my best chance at survival, or at least my best chance at avoiding harm. And so I internalized that message and have kind of held it ever since. Now that's not to say that now that I'm out of that trauma, I can't change. It's just that, well, old habits die hard. So when I talk about being a control freak, I'm not doing so in a judgmental way. Remember, being radically self-aware is about accepting yourself as you are. I am never not going to want control. Yes, I know, great use of the double negative there. Whatever, get over it. The truth is, being a control freak is always going to be part of me. I can learn to manage it, I can learn when it's helpful and when it's harmful, but I'm never going to get it to go away. It's almost hardwired into my DNA. And control is okay sometimes. It's not something that should be avoided at all costs. We just have to be aware of when it's harmful. Right? Right. Okay, let's move on to principle number three. Radical self-awareness starts with curiosity, continues with openness, and persists in patience. That's a fancy way of saying you can't be radically self-aware until you're curious, open, and patient. Because radical self-awareness is neither easy nor simple and it can take a hell of a long time. Curiosity is often the doorway that leads us into our deeper selves. Openness allows us the strength and courage to step through the door, and patience helps us keep stumbling around in the dark until we find the light switch and can see the room as it is. Once we do all that, we can go about reorganizing, rearranging, and redecorating. I'll go into more depth about these in coming podcasts, but I at least wanted to hammer out the first three principles of radical self-awareness. So to recap, principle number one, it begins in blindness. Principle number two, 
You can't do it alone. And principle number three, it starts with curiosity, continues with openness, and persists with patience. Thank you for listening to episode two of the Invisible Truths podcast. If you've been inspired, encouraged, or energized by anything you've heard today, please click the link and subscribe. You can also find more of my work at www.bjtapper.wordpress or www.benjaminjtapper.com. If you want to reach out to me to inquire about speaking engagements, workshops, or the possibility of coaching, you can do so at benjaminjtapper@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you haven't yet had enough of radical self-awareness, stick around after the outro for a short meditative exercise that will help you step deeper into your own journey of radical self-awareness. Okay, first things first, make sure you're sitting or lying down in a comfortable position. Pay attention to your breathing and feel the breath as it enters your nostrils and fills your lungs. If you haven't already, this is a great time to slow down that breathing. Make sure it is intentional and purposeful. As you continue breathing, take a second and begin to check in with your body. Start at the top of your head and slowly work your way down towards your feet, taking note of anything you feel. Where do you notice tension or relaxation? Where do you feel energy? Does anything feel hot or cold? Just pay attention to the literal sensations throughout your body. In fact, I invite you to pause the podcast here so you can take a few moments to do a thorough body scan. Okay, now that you've checked in with your body and you've taken note of how you feel, return to your breathing and focus on your next inhale. Let it be bigger than the previous one. Really make sure you fill up your diaphragm with air here. This will allow you to take in as much air as possible. Do this for a few cycles And on your next inhale, imagine that you're breathing in peace and love and you're exhaling anxiety and tension. If you're new to the practice of mindfulness or meditation, this may sound kind of hokey, but trust me, it works well. Breathe in peace, exhale tension. Breathe in love, exhale anxiety. Do this for a few cycles and once again, return to your breathing. Okay, now take in two more deep breaths. And as you exhale, thank your body for doing what it does. Even the simple act of breathing should not be taken for granted. So as we finish this practice, we take a moment of gratitude. Okay, that's it. That's the practice. Now, if you're finishing up and wondering how on earth this ties into radical self-awareness, Well, we can't be radically self-aware until we are present to ourselves in the moment. Being present is crucial to the principles of radical self-awareness. And so small moments like this where we take time to just check in and connect with ourselves, connecting with our mind, our body, and our breath is essential and foundational to the rest of the work that we'll do later on. So if something like this was new for you, I encourage you to stick with it. You'll get used to it and I believe you'll find it really beneficial to your mood and to how you feel physically. Once again, I'm Ben Tapper, and this has been the Invisible Truths Podcast. Thanks for listening.